Vinny takes on Herman Munster to clear two Utes who are falsely accused of murder. This is spoilers. This is spoilers. Did you say Ute? They're from Utah. Utes. Exactly. All right. Hey, everybody. This is uh, Brett. I'm hosting uh, the show this week um, from Fort Wayne, and we are doing the movie My Cousin Vinny, which I love. I guess we'll find out if everybody else does or at least likes. Uh, once you go ahead and introduce yourselves, and why don't you tell me your favorite Joe Pesci movie? Hey, this is Pappy, recording from Denver. Brett, I just want to say sorry that everyone got real disappointed when you won <laughs> on the South Park episode. Oh, you mean the eight, the eight <laughs> seconds of silence? <laughs> Hello, darkness, and my, uh, my favorite has got to be Goodfellas. Pretty basic choice, but I almost said I really like your it. favorite Joe Pesci movie. That's not Goodfellas, but I figured might as well just go all out. Hey, this is Josh. I'm recording from Goshen tonight. Uh, Joe Pesci, I think, was most notable in my life with his performance in Home Alone. Mm-hmm. So I'll go with that. You yes. bastard! Yes. Uh, this is Stevie from Elkhart, Indiana. And um, my favorite Joe Pesci movie is what I consider to be one of the great sequels of all time in Home Alone 2. Yeah. Lost, Lost in, New, in York. New York. I love it. I thought for sure you were going to say Casino, though. That's a Robert De Niro movie. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, um, thanks for introducing yourselves. Uh, I guess... Nothing left to, I guess we should just get into it. So, um, I don't usually like to do this, but I kind of felt the need to go through like the beginning part because if there's one thing I'll give you with this movie is the beginning kind of drags a little bit. So, so there are two opening characters are uh, Billy Gambini and Stan Rothenstein. Stan, not Stan. And uh, they're going from New York to UCLA, and they're going through, uh, yeah, you can kind of tell it's Podunkville. Um, I'm not naming it. Pig's Knuckle, Arkansas. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they get to um, Alabama, and you can tell right away, as everyone who's been in college knows, that you don't have a lot of money when you're in college. So they stop off and get some food, and uh, Billy, who is played by, who else, Karate Kid, Ralph Macchio. Two movie club, baby. Oh, is it two? Just two? Oh, what a crime. We gotta do Outsiders next. That is a pretty good movie. It's pretty intense, though. Can't believe they read that in junior high. (laughs) So Billy accidentally puts a can of tuna in his coat pocket. Doesn't mean to do it, but that kind of leads to... Well, actually, it doesn't really end up leading to much, but... Well, because, Brett, we went on some... We didn't do, like, a cross-country trip together, but we went on a lot of trips together in college, and God knows, like... If you don't get tuna, like tuna, we should get tuna. You always have to get a can of tuna. <laughs> it, <at> the... <laughs> it always kind of makes me makes me mad that they're they have no money and they're buying slushies and crap like that. But they're being cheap on the refills, though. What I don't understand is like why they're going from New York City to Los Angeles, like UCLA. So why are they going south? Why are they going through <laughs> Alabama? <laughs> that doesn't even make any I'm sense. I'm not good they at can't drive through the Rockies, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll take your word for it. I'm not good at geography, but I don't know. Uh, maybe just taking the scenic route. Wouldn't you cut through Indiana on that trip? Wouldn't that be quicker? I gotta think. I, think, yeah, I gotta think. Staying up by the Great Lakes is way quicker, but I just don't know. Yeah, 
I'm surprised it's not like a... Pennsylvania to Ohio to Indiana. I think that'd be the quickest way. I'm surprised... Maybe they're just lost. I'm surprised that doesn't come <laughs> up because it seems like when they retrace their steps in a murder mystery, yeah. they would be like, where are you coming from? Why did you swing all the way down? Exactly. Oh, that's a good point. I never thought about that. The only thing I can think of is because they're so cheap because like gas is way cheaper in the South. That's the only thing I can think yeah, of. Yeah, but you're adding like an extra... 800 i mean that's if, true if so it'll bounce Texas, out you're screwed so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> they're not smart boys i think that's an important well part of the yeah but they're <laughs> they just got uh they're going to their masters from everything i read so so they're driving along it's for some reason in alabama and they have uh oh five o's creeping up on them and they immediately think it's because of the tuna and here you get to kind of maybe your most one of your unrealistic points of they're in jail for a long time and don't know what crime they have committed. Hello, Bill. I'm Sheriff Farley. Hi. Do you know why you're here? Yeah, I do. I'm sorry. It was a stupid thing to do. Have you been made aware of your rights? Yes. You're willing to waive that right? Yes. I'm willing to cooperate fully. I'll sign a statement or whatever makes this whole thing easier. Good. Good. That's, that's good. But I want you to know, Stan, he had nothing to do with it. Did he help you plan it? No. I mean, I mean, it wasn't planned out, you know, just like, you know, it just happened. Did Stan try to stop you at any time? No. I mean, he was... Why, is that a big deal? Aiding and abetting. Aiding and abetting? What is that, a major thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Aren't you supposed to, like, be told immediately, like, why you're being arrested? Yes, that's one of the things I read, uh, that uh, they'd have to tell you, like, some habeas corpus law or whatever. Yeah. Wow. But, again, it's it's in the script. So, so uh, all that being said, they end up getting charged for murder and accessory to murder. Which brings us to what I would call our two main characters who are Vinny Gambini and Mona Lisa Vito played by uh, Joe Pesci and oh my gosh um, drawn a blank Marissa Tomei. Marissa Bags Tomei respectfully Oscar winner yes for this performance we'll get to that yeah so this leads us to Vinny's first appearance at the jail and i was wondering stevie if you could maybe explain the little miscommunication that Vinny and stan have in the prison cell i don't want to do this hey i don't blame you if i was in your situation i'd want to get through this whole thing as quickly and with as little pain as possible so you know let's try our best to make it a simple in and out procedure what's the matter relax 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 you know Maybe we should spend a couple of minutes together, you know, to get acquainted before we, uh, you know, before we get to it. What's wrong with you? I don't want to do this. But I understand, but, you know, what are your alternatives? My alternatives? Yeah. To what, to you? I don't know. Suicide? Death? Look, it's either me or them. You're getting fucked one way or the other. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Lighten up, okay? Don't worry, I'm gonna help you. Gee, thanks. Excuse me, 
But I think a modicum of gratitude would not be out of line here. You think I should be grateful? Yeah. I mean, it's your ass, not mine. Oh, when he's, oh, oh, when he's talking about, like, possibly being, like, his bitch. Yeah. I'm not going to jerk you off. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of an easy thing to write, but I, I don't know. I feel like it kind of pays off because Vinny's super sweet. It and drags super nice. on, too, so it's. It's even funnier because it goes on for a little while. And he starts to get madder and madder. And yeah, it, I mean, Stan Rothenstein's not my favorite character in this movie. He's kind of annoying, but I thought that was a pretty cool introduction scene. <laughs> well, I liked him. I liked him a lot more than Ralph Macchio's character. Oh, yeah? I mean, you just hate the Karate Kid. You have a bias. I don't like the Karate Kid either. I know you guys butchered that movie. I know. I remember, I remember the review. Spoilers. Karate Kid. Check it out. Uh, can... I wanted to talk about the whole confession thing that you mentioned, yes. though, Stevie, because the that was the one part where I thought Ralph Macchio really his bad acting showed when he, they're interrogating him and he's like, he just keeps saying, "I killed a clerk." I shot or the something clerk. Like I shot the clerk. I yeah. shot the clerk. Yes. When did you shoot him? I shot the clerk. Uh, it's a little. Oh, when he's saying it as a question, and they take it as a confession. I shot the clerk. Yeah, and the. I shot not... the clerk. I shot the clerk. I, I shot, shot the clerk. clerk. <laughs> I know. I shot the clerk. I shot the clerk. So what's that's that's what you got? I mean, just you thought his bad acting showed there, or or just his yeah. lack of survival? I think it was bad acting or bad writing. Mm, yeah, I mean, it's hard. This is kind of a. Is this a Hayden Christensen thing where it's really hard to tell? Like, I don't know. A little bit of both? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's possible. <laughs> the premise is just so ridiculous. Like, I don't know if you put the best actor in the world in there, if it's going to be actually good. Okay, yeah. I guess you can go with that. Okay. I shot the clerk. It's, just, it's also just a frustrating part because it seems like such an easy clear-up. Oh, yeah. All he has to say after that is, oh, I was... I was asking that that's what you're is that what you're charging me with like apparently he just lets that linger with his last words and the cops take him away yeah well though the cop leaves the room and it takes him like case closed three seconds he, well he gets a confession so he leaves the room and then he's like whoa yeah so I think that's kind of how they uh, rectify that situation with the cop gets up and leaves the room so okay I'll buy that yeah and you know Billy's a little slow. We've kind of established that. I and mean, he's driving through Alabama <laughs> to get to California, so. <laughs> driving south. It's in character for him to yeah. be a complete dumbass at that point. <laughs> well, I, I think their next stop was Florida and then uh, <laughs> back up to Maryland before they hit, hit the West Coast. So um, we get to a scene that I thought was kind of funny and at least kind of sets the stage is when they're kind of vetting Vinny and uh, – they're super pumped to have a lawyer and then they kind of get more and more devastated when they find out that, you know, took him six times to pass the bar and <laughs> that he's just a personal injury lawyer. and He's got no trial experience and he's just kind of a fish out of water there. So I, know, I thought that was kind of kind of a nice little uh, introduction. Then we get to a character that I think is really good in this movie, but and I think he's a pretty good actor. Um, we meet Judge Chamberlain Haller. Uh, who is Herman Munster, and this was actually his last film role before he passed away. But um, that scene where they kind of meet each other, and he kind of tricks the judge into letting him perform trial, which, I don't know, I don't know what you think about that scene, but I thought it was 
it's actually one of my least favorite parts, even though it's really necessary with the story, is the whole Jerry Gallo, Jerry Callow storyline. But but it's also kind of realistic because you can't, I guess you can't just go practice law somewhere else. Anybody have any lawyers in the family? Anybody have any My Cousin Vinny's or? <laughs> I do not. I do not. I come from a family of nurses. <laughs> okay, that's cool. That's uh... Sky nurses or? No, Anybody just go? ground nurses. Oh. <laughs> well, that's still kind of cool, I guess. <laughs> I did think it was funny, though, that like when he sees the one guy in a neck brace, he like instantly asks him, like, hey, how'd you get that yeah. neck brace? What happened? We rented? No, I fell. But the judge is one of the best. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's kind of a yin to Vinny's yang, and that's kind of one of the... Obviously, that's kind of the main storyline of this movie. The main background is, you know, culture differences and north versus south. Well, I guess more like east. I don't want to say north versus south. That means something different, but east versus south. That kind of leads us kind of along. Uh, it leads us to the first courtroom, which kind of is the first you know you get to see Vinny in action even though it's pretty brutal how he does it I don't know Pappy do you want to maybe go over some of the problems old Vinny well, has like in this first day falling asleep and stuff and then uh, he goes to enter the plea and him and the judge sort of have like a conflict uh, sort of have it out like because Vinny's not just saying what he wants to He's not like just entering the plea. Like he keeps entering, like saying all this extra stuff, and the judge ends up throwing him in contempt mm-hmm. too. He uh, just starts off by saying, "Like I think this is a simple misunderstanding." You see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he also have the wrong attire day one too? A leather jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, judge actually gives him a book, and I was reading a little bit about the. Alabama like Bill of Rights or whatever the Constitution and it's like the longest Constitution in America so oh jeez it's like 12 times longer than the actual US Constitution so <laughs> expects him to read read that uh, thing real quick which not very realistic but and he gets pissed if Marissa Tomei tries to read it at all <laughs> he freaks out on her <laughs> this is the first time I've seen this Brett and I thought his first court appearance I didn't get the shtick yet. I thought he was literally like he just didn't really care about the case. Uh, you know, he just and uh, then yeah, later you find out he's like completely inept. But I thought it was kind of weird. I was like really frustrated <laughs> because I was like, why are you throwing this on purpose? It's like really obvious. Counselor, your clients are charged with first degree murder. How they plead? Ayana, my client. Don't talk to me sitting in that chair. Yeah, because it seems like he's almost just too stupid. He couldn't be worse, <laughs> like literally. Yeah, no, he really couldn't be worse. And like the guy, the unless judge, you stutter, who's super strict. Be worse. Oh yeah, we'll get to that, I guess. <laughs> but uh, this, I don't know if you've. Uh, we'll get to some more of this later, but I don't know if you've actually looked into this a little bit. But this movie is actually praised by like a lot of lawyers and judges and law review sites and everything. Um, uh, John Marshall Law School professor said. Vinny is terrible at the things we do teach in law school, but very good at the things we don't. So that kind of sums it up of how he is. He doesn't really understand uh, procedure or anything like that, but he's really good at, as you see later, you know, cross-examining and discrediting witnesses and stuff. Can I ask a question, though? Absolutely, absolutely. So Vinny is really good at the things 
we don't teach is what that guy's quote is. And he does kind of have like this superpower. Yeah. And what I'm like struggling to get is why is the explanation for the superpower like because his name is Vinny or he's his cousin or like is there an Italian connection? Uh, Dude, I hated when Ralph, Ralph Macchio was telling that story of like the kid's birthday party and like Joe Pesci's yeah, just like what? ruining all of the tricks that the magician's yeah. doing. Like, what a dick move that is. And, like, <laughs> that like inspires him. All right, we'll give him one more chance because he's, he's a super asshole at little kid's birthday party. Hey, my parties. uncle's a troll. Let's it's be behind his hand. Player. We've <laughs> got to fire this guy. It's in his pocket. Yeah. Macchio's like answer is just like, it's Vinny. Like, every time. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, if you told me that story, I'd be like, no. It's, it's our lives. We're it's definitely me. firing him now. He's a super asshole. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that does come up here pretty soon. But, um, Josh, I feel like another strong performance in this movie was by uh, Lane Smith, who plays Jim Trotter the mm-hmm. He's uh, uh, the prosecutor. I, I wonder how you feel like he did playing the tough but, like, extremely good-hearted prosecutor like southern prosecutor i, uh, I would put him movie? right up there with probably marissa tomei is probably my favorite overall performances of this movie he's just yeah consistently yeah i thought he was so good but in like this very proper way where it's really hard to like it was really hard to like find out like why you need to hate him but you just hated him anyway um his, yeah, he just has like this but super like, long and, face, yeah, and his like southern draw is perfect and just the right amount of like threatening that it, that put me in a situation where like I I felt like I could be. Let me rephrase that. That made it more real to me. Like when they were showing Ralph Macchio, like out in the stands or whatever, like that kind of took me out of it. But when it was like the judge and you're like looking at him, per, like point of view. That was actually pretty intimidating, I thought. He's an intimidating figure, long story mm-hmm. short. Yeah. Edit point. Yeah, and I think he just kind of embodies <laughs> someone who... Um, <laughs> someone who embodies... You know, he's really good at his job, but in the end, he's not a good or a bad guy. He's just looking for justice, which is exactly what the judge is doing and exactly kind of what Joe Pesci's doing. So they all kind of have something in common where... They just want the truth to be told, and that's how lawyers should be. Was like there a hunting right scene ahead. that was cut out of this movie? Yes. Like, oh, what do you? Because um, they go to go hunting, and it's like set up a bunch, but then it's just like he gets the files, and we never see them. I really like that hunting. cut. I really mm-hmm. like that choice of a cut. I don't remember. You know what? He's like home for Christmas with like all these presents in the files. He's being yeah. super cocky, <laughs> and yeah. And then not the first time uh, old Mona Lisa puts him in his place. Yeah. What about these pants I got on? You think they're okay? Oh! Imagine you're a deer. You're prancing along. You get thirsty. You spot a little brook. You put your little deer lips down to the cool, clear water. Bam! A fucking bullet rips off part of your head. Your brains are laying on the ground in little bloody pieces. Now I ask you, would you give a fuck what kind of pants the son of a bitch who shot you was wearing? Just to fast forward a little bit, Stan fires Vinny, but Billy gives him another shot, you know, because, you know, just he's on trial for murder, but old Vinny says, 
give me another shot. I can do this. Okay, all right. It's Vinny. <laughs> it's me. So then we get to uh, – I'll go ahead and ask the group on this one. What did everyone think of – the scene with John Gibbons, the public defender, the first time. Yeah, I thought he was absolutely hilarious. This is how long it took him to get through what should have been seconds of speaking. Uh, just took him forever. And I love the look on Stan's face when the public defender sits down next to him and slaps him on the back with a smile. Oh, yeah. and then my favorite line by him is he goes, I'm getting, be- I'm getting better. I'm getting better. I love that line. <laughs> I didn't see it, but apparently if you look when he's stuttering, if you look back at their table, like all three of them are like trying super hard not to laugh. <laughs> well, now, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the... Of, 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 of the... Jury! Pappy, what do you think of that scene? It's pretty funny. I mean, it's kind of like cringeworthy mean-spirited because it's just like making fun of people who stutter that's <laughs> the whole joke but. well it's just funny to have your your life in the hands of someone who's supposed to be an amazing talker by a stutterer that's just hilarious to me uh, apparently he's a stutterer in real life really and he didn't want to take that role but they convinced him to do it and then he got <laughs> typecast as a stutterer so was his stuttering that good uh, poor bastard I wish he would have played Benicio del Toro's character in the Last Jedi. Way to get that, that reference would have been in. Better. Ooh, hot take. Hey, spoilers! Last Jedi just came out. Check it out. I'm shocked that he's an actual starter because I just thought the performance is like over the top. But maybe that's how a stuttering lawyer would sound. Um. <laughs> I can't imagine. I can't imagine there's a lot of them to be honest with you. I, th- I think the actual joke is like you're thinking this whole time, like how can this public defender possibly be worse? Like he's gonna get these guys off quick, and then the joke is kind of like, oh, because he is just that much worse. But yeah, because he's also inept too. Like when he's interviewing the the breakfast guy, but he comes yeah. at it from like the eyesight perspective. Like he really. He really sucks on every level as an attorney. Anybody have any final thoughts on the early court scenes before we get kind of to the meat and potatoes of the movie? I don't know what the meat and potatoes are, but I think the posts, the grits. for the most part, the posts, <laughs> courtroom scenes. Instant were... grits. No self-respect in Southern Man. <laughs> I'm a whole side conversation. I might be the, I might be the only one. I'm just but... saying, like, when Marissa Tomei is putting him in his place were some of the best scenes, and that happened pretty much after every courtroom scene. Yeah, no, you're right, and I actually I, I wrote this down when I took my notes. I wrote this down when I made this script. I mean, I think the highlight of this movie for me is the chemistry and the dialogue between Vinny and uh, Lisa. I think they're perfect together but like a terror almost a terrible couple at the same time because he's smart kind of and wants to be smart and she seems dumb but she's just as smart and i don't know anybody want to comment on that i mean we haven't i kind of wanted to avoid this because i i'm worried about your answer but i i think marissa tomei this was a much a really well-deserved oscar and i've seen some people criticize it but i think this is the kind of like Oscar upset that's really good for the awards. And I thought she was magnificent in this movie and super charming. Um, thoughts on that? Who, who'd she go up against that year? That's a good question. Somebody go and I'll look it up. Yeah, well, there's some rumor, too, that like 
Jack Palance, or who handed out the award that like, was drunk and read out the wrong name, and then there was like some big cover-up. Uh, I'm here to present the first award of the evening. Uh, the category is uh, Best Actress in a Supporting Role, and the nominees are... Watching that performance, like, and I didn't re- actually realize, I, I knew that she had won an Oscar, I didn't realize it was for this when I was watching it, but like, it didn't really jump out to me, I was like, oh, this is like an Oscar-worthy performance, like, what a great performance. I think she's really good in it, but I actually kind of found their chemistry to be a little bit, like, grating. Like Ugh. they're just constantly yelling at each other. Like it's just I don't know. Like I, I kind of hated both of them a little bit. I thought that she. I wouldn't have guessed that she won the Oscar for this either. But in hindsight, I feel like she actually made Joe Pesci look bad in a way, and I didn't really buy her romantic interest in him. Not to be mean, but like, well, she's twenty-two. She's like twenty-two years younger than him. Yeah, and I. As good as he is in the comedic portions of this film, him as a romantic w- wasn't my favorite part. So they had good chemistry when they were arguing and they kind of clicked, but I didn't like seeing him smooching and getting all lovey-dovey. It was a tad odd to see her with such an older, seasoned man, short man as well as And they Joe acted Pesci. like they had been like lovers since they were like 10 or something. Hey, yeah, love is blind, though, man. Love may be blind, but there can be oddity to it. Marissa Tomei um, isn't blind. <laughs> yeah, she's fine as wine in this movie, and Joe Pesci, I don't know, but I didn't buy the romantic interest either, but she definitely, like, she was definitely a bright spot in this movie, so... I, like other people, am surprised that she won it for this movie. There's one thing I forgot to mention, and that is that this is one of the few times in the history of Academy Awards that five foreign uh, actresses were up for the same award. Four English and one from Brooklyn. (laughs) And... For the best performance by an actress in a supporting role, the Oscar goes to... And the Oscar goes to Marissa Tomei in My Cousin Billy. Well, and, like, their whole relationship, too, like, the, the sexual chemistry they have for the most, like, sexually charged scene is when they're, like, uh, torque arguing. Drive, torque about, drivers like, and stuff. Yeah, and it's just, like, I don't know. Like, I didn't really find that to be super charming or likable or make me care about them and then like spoiler to jump ahead like at the end he literally like picks her up and carries her into the courtroom and like slams her down in the (laughs) chair like as a defendant i thought marissa tomei would have in her character to at least if she thought she could help the boys she would help and that would like trump any personal beef she had with him but she like straight up tried to leave instead of helping poor karate kid What's up with that? Well, first of all, Stevie, that it's not like a great uh, list of people, in my opinion, uh, that she beat out. So maybe it was just a good year. That's for her to that be. That happens, there. and sometimes at the Oscars, there can just be like fun picks. And I think she's probably just one of those. I mean, like Whoopi Goldberg and Ghost. Yeah, I mean she's really good in that movie, but like people are like, 
Whoopi Goldberg, really? Right. It's kind of weird, uh, weird to say Oscar winner Whoopi Goldberg or Oscar nominated Dan Aykroyd. It was like Vanessa Redgrave yes. was the favorite. Yeah, and then Miranda Richardson, Joan Plowright, and Judy Davis. I've only heard of two of those. Yeah, so. Marissa Tomei is the only one to survive that. So good honor. She's in a Seinfeld episode too, isn't she? Yeah, no, she she has actually has an arc with uh, George Costanza. He has a huge crush on yeah, her. Yeah, she likes short, stocky, bald guys. And she, yeah, she likes him, <laughs> but he's he's engaged, so he's. Oh devastated. yeah, she plays herself as Marissa Tomei. Uh, yeah, and she, that's cooler than when. And he's watching there. My Cousin Vinny. That's like the movie he watches because he's crushing on her. I think. Yeah, and Susan's think. always like, "Why are you watching My Cousin Vinny?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we get to they kind of do a rapid fire, which I actually kind of like, but um, he. Back to back to back, he rips, uh, picks apart the three witnesses. Um, I don't know, Stevie, do you maybe want to highlight some of those scenes, or you guys all can go through each one or whatever? You got the grits guy. I'll go guy. through my favorite, which is the grits guy. Oh, that's a great scene. Yeah, go ahead. You never heard of grits? <laughs> Long story short, uh, Joe Pesci's. Um, this guy's been was pretty disrespectful to Joe Pesci earlier. And Joe Pesci's coming after him about how long it took him to make those grits. And I love that line of, what does he say? It took him like five, ten minutes to make those grits? Instant grits. No self-respect and suddenly uses instant grits. I take pride in my grits. So, Mr. Tipton, how could it take you five minutes to cook your grits when it takes the entire grit-eating world 20 minutes? I don't know. I'm a fast cook, I guess. I'm sorry. I was all the way over here. I couldn't hear you. Did you say you're a fast cook? That's it? Are we to believe that boiling water soaks into a grit faster in your kitchen than on any place on the face of the earth? I don't know. Well, perhaps the laws of physics cease to exist on your stove. And he's really just tearing this guy apart in the court. And I love when... He just replies with, no self-respected Southerner cooks instant grits. And that's yeah. when Joe yeah. Pesci really goes after him. And I think it's one of the shining moments for Joe Pesci in this movie because he looks really good as a lawyer. He's doing really well as an actor. And he ends it with um, the judge telling him to stop like attacking the witness. And he's banging the sure gavel. Yeah, and he's, yeah. It was really, I think, like the strongest performance of Joe Pesci for like in this movie was that part. Question. Are you sure about that five minutes? I don't know. I think you made your point. Are you sure about that five minutes? I may have been mistaken. I got no more use for this guy. I love in that scene when, when, when he says, no self-respected man would use instant grits. And it cuts to that one juror <laughs> that's right, that's right. in the stands. And she has such like, <laughs> a approving smile. Like, that's right. Yeah. I love the, were these magic grits? Yeah. And that was time. a pretty yeah. tricky piece of writing, too. Because earlier in the movie, part of their fish-out-of-water setup is that they're in a diner. Is a grit scene. this dude's, like, throwing lard and butter all over grits. the grill. And they're asking him all about grits because they've like never seen it before. That was a pretty funny scene, too. Do you guys like grits? Uh, yeah, it tastes like cream of wheat they're to me. Okay. My wife freaking loves yeah. grits. I don't like grits. I mean, you need like sugar and butter and all that crap. Yeah. So. 
but it's kind of like cream of it's wheat. It's a weird so. consistency. I do like the menu, though. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's <laughs> kind of a flashback. But yeah, what do you think? Yeah, it's like, what do you think? Breakfast? breakfast? Yeah. So does uh, so that's a good one. Yeah, that kind of gets kind of gets him going. And I can't remember if that's the one where he does the strut. No, that's at the yeah. end. But uh, then the next one is I call the mud guy. Um, does anybody, uh, Mr. Crane, does anybody remember that guy? I think that's kind of an underrated funny one because the guy is such a hillbilly. He's like... Well, is that that he's just like buying everything that Joe Pesci is saying? Like a green... Yeah, he's thing. like leading him. I, I'm actually surprised there wasn't like an objection for leading the witness. Yeah, but I, I really liked how he had to spell out, what are those? Yeah. Bushes? Yeah, What's that? And it, ends, <laughs> and it ends with... what? Are, he goes, what are those little leafy yeah. things? Leaves. <laughs> Trees? Trees, that's right. Don't be afraid to shout them right out when you know. Yeah, how many bushes? Wait, count some. You forgot three, about those. Three, four, five. Five. Well, don't forget that little seven, bush. Seven bushes. Yeah. That was definitely a loud, loud moment. Yeah. And then you get to uh, Mrs. Riley, which is maybe like the most obvious one of the three. Um, but as also another uh, quote about that where they talk about that's just like using props. He, he use, I mean, obviously, again, it's pretty obvious, but just a good way to discredit witness using props like that with the glasses and the tape measure and um the i thought it was kind of a funny scene when he's like how many fingers am i holding up and the judge is like oh let the court be known that mr gambini is holding up two fingers <laughs> was i the only one who thought her big ass glasses made of like maz canada <laughs> oh jeez, i didn't think about that but that's no good. this this lady actually has some background story so but was Oh, got him. that's a story. Fun. And the good time. thing about these scenes too is the look on Judge Holler's face when Vincent's going through yeah. all these witnesses. You could just tell he wants to shut it down, but he legally can't. He's just letting right. him go. So I, I know the expressions on him were awesome. How many fingers am I holding up? Let the record show that counsel is holding up two fingers. Yeah, he seems like a pretty good, uh, almost like a stage actor. He's actually. Like, uh, has a degree from Harvard, if I read correctly, in real life, so. Well, having, like, a courtroom drama on stage is, like, kind of an old cliche, so I wouldn't even be surprised if he's played a judge once or twice before. But before we move on from there, before they bring up the witnesses, um, Joe Pesci comes to court in a ridiculous outfit. (laughs) And his... Uh, like when the when the judge calls him out on it, and his response about like his whole explanation of what he's doing, that to me was Joe Pesci's finest moment and my biggest laugh out loud time too. It's actually my favorite line in the movie, um, <laughs> and actually our mutual friend Drew his favorite line too. Mister Gambini, are you mocking me with that outfit? Mocking you? No, I'm not mocking you, Judge. Then explain that outfit. I bought a suit. You've seen it. Now it's covered in mud. This town doesn't have a one-hour cleaner, so I had to buy a new suit. Except that the only store you could buy a new suit in has got the flu. You get that? The whole store got the flu. So I had to get this in a second-hand store. So it's either wear the leather jacket, which I know you hate, or this. So I wore this ridiculous thing for you. You on drugs? Drugs? No. I don't take drugs. 
I don't like your attitude. What else is new? Now, I'm holding you in contempt of court. Oh, there's a fucking surprise. What'd you say? What? He comes dressed like a fucking maestro. <laughs> so I wear this ridiculous thing for you. <laughs> And he doesn't care at all about spending nights in jail and getting in contempt of court. Like, like literally, every, like it gets to the point where like every shot is him like leaving the courthouse in the jail bus. Tell <laughs> 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 like what ends the day every day. <laughs> and then the a little side story that we hadn't talked about was all the terrible places he slept, and I was kind of wondering what the worst one would be. Probably the train, right? No, no, this is what talking about. So I'm used to the trains. That's true. You learned to drown him out at a young age here. The pigs squealing. The pigs is bad. Yeah, probably be. Yeah, they'd be tops. I like. I like when he comes out shooting at the cabin. That's pretty (laughs) funny. That owl's screech was like the most ridiculous sound. (laughs) Like it was like. What the fuck is that? It's a barn owl. (laughs) That is a barn owl. Brett, I like that joke where he walks into that to the hotel room and he's like, "You said that alarm would never go off at five thirty. Five thirty again." Yeah. He's like, it doesn't usually go off at five thirty. Oh, yeah. It goes off at four <laughs> thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of a classic one. Another little quick side story is that him getting the money um, from the hustler, and I think like the first time I ever saw this, and I showed it to uh, a friend of ours. When he launches himself at the guy, that. it's so ridiculous looking, but it's so funny looking. It's kind of like what he does in Casino when it shows him trying to be tough and he's kicking people and punching people that are like two feet taller than him. And it just looks absolutely ridiculous to see Joe Pesci manhandling someone. Yeah, but do they not fight him back because of who he is? Right. Good point. No, but I get what you're saying, though. Yeah. He's really short. He's like 5'4", I think. And the judge is 6'5". So whenever they're standing next together, uh, next to each other, it's kind of pretty daunting. That's not the word. I well, maybe that's that. why Marissa Tomei got the Oscar. Like she actually made it semi-believable that someone would fall in love with Joe Pesci. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Joe Pesci's wife. If you're listening to this, it, his thoughts do not represent my thoughts. So I think your son is a gem. So. He said his wife, and then his son. <laughs> Did I say wife? I meant mom. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, everything's kind of, Vinny's kind of flying high and everything's looking really good. And then you get that ominous call from uh, the prosecutor about um, he's got something up his sleeve and Vinny's super nervous. And then they introduce Mr. Wilbur, who's the FBI agent, who's probably easily the biggest nerd in the whole movie. Um, But he comes out and you know, they find out the tires are the same, the size and model are the same. So that's pretty much the death knell because the whole backstory about this is there's not a lot of cars that have that mint green. So you kind of just think they're dead meat there for lack of a better term, but that's kind of what they would have been. So did anybody, uh, well, I guess that kind of leads to our big moment in the court. Uh, kind of set things in motion where he screams at her in the diner, which I actually think is a pretty funny scene when he's like rifling through the pictures. Does anybody want to talk about that real quick? 
So she's taken all these, Marissa Tomei has taken all these pictures of like crime scene areas. And apparently there's one where the tire tracks are showing. Uh, I don't know what, what else happens in that scene. Like he just like kind of freaks out on her and she leaves at some point. Like, yeah, he's, but he's like going through the pictures and he's like openly mocking her about, Oh, picture of me in the shower. Oh yeah. That'll really help me win the case. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. Like their, their interplay is kind of like rough. Like it's tough to like, they're not like really likable characters. Like he's being a huge dick to her and she's, I don't know. Just kind of runs away. Yeah, but he he seems like a to me he seems like a pretty nice guy in general. He's just really. This seems like up. an abusive. Well, not to mention that one of those pictures is the exonerating <laughs> evidence. Like, but he was too busy exactly. belittling well, her to like notice it at the time. Like, I don't know if it's supposed to maybe portray a stereotypical. I don't want maybe East Coast relationship. You know, I, I know they consider that like an Irish, uh, like a Catholic marriage. Is you know staying married forever because you can't get divorced and then like hitting each other that was kind of an snl skit so <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say this movie doesn't have like it, i feel like it could have used a little bit more heart and a little bit less like <laughs> screaming <laughs> i don't know see i i feel like i feel like uh vinny's got i don't know i feel like he's got a decent heart he just all the times where he's mad he's just really stressed out and he's kind of embarrassed and he, he really wants to prove himself and he feels like a failure because he graduated from law school six years earlier and just got his thing. And I think, I don't know, we don't really know what he was like before or after, even though there is a book that was written that I'm going to have to read. There's a sequel book. Yes. And, uh, it looks, it's actually got pretty good reviews. It's called like back to Brooklyn. And it, it, I'm definitely gonna have to read. It's kind of short. It'd be like kind of a couple day read. Does the, Department of Justice track him down and charge him with illegal representation? <laughs> no, but that is something I thought of for sure. I mean, they would have probably found out eventually, but then again, maybe they just let it go because he got, you know, a call from whatever that lawyer's name was, uh, Malloy, Judge Malloy, who was kind of his mentor back in New York. So, but yeah, I mean, you were talking about like that final exonerating scene. So, like that picture he ends up realizing that like the tire tracks are even. And so it couldn't have possibly have been their car. And so like he, yeah, positive yeah, traction. like I mentioned, like he goes and he grabs Mona Lisa Vito and slams her down, like in the court, <laughs> but carries her over his shoulder. <laughs> and like, she doesn't even want to testify. Like she's trying to leave. She's being like an uncooperative witness or witness. And then like it, she has that aha moment too. The defense is wrong. Are you sure? I'm positive. How could you be so sure? Because there is no way that these tire marks were made by a 64 Buick Skylock. These marks were made by a 1963 Pontiac Tempest. Objection, Your Honor. Can we clarify to the court whether the witness is stating opinion or fact? This is your opinion? It's a fact. I find it hard to believe that this kind of information could be ascertained simply by looking at a picture. Would you like me to explain? I would love to hear this. So would I. The car that made these two equal length tire marks had positive traction. Can't make those marks without positive traction, which was not available on the 64 Buick Skylark. And why not? What is positive traction? 
It's a limited slip differential which distributes power equally to both the right and left tires. The 64 Skylark had a regular differential, which anyone who's been stuck in the mud in Alabama knows you step on the gas, one tire spins, the other tire does nothing. <laughs> and like basically like the movie kind of wraps up super quick, like the yeah. uh, DA drops the case, <laughs> they have like a celebration scene and then like Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei get the fuck out of town like instantly. <laughs> like they just like drive off in their yeah. cars like from the courtroom. He can't get away real, fast. Real well, that's yeah. Yeah, no. I, I feel like if I don't leave now, I'll never leave. Yeah. And then when he, when the judge comes up, I love when he puts his hands up to get cuffed. Yeah. But we kind of like fast forward through that. But that finale when she's on the stand is like by far my favorite scene in the whole movie. When they uh, like wadir her with the the trick question and then the whole him examining her i think i mean that's my favorite part of the movie that's the scene that i've heard most people uh, you know quote or point to technically though if i read correctly that joe if she would have left and they couldn't have found her joe pesci could have made himself uh could have put himself in the stand and he could have said all that stuff anyway but not with as much flair it's a exactly. vcr2 series six cylinder and a six string <laughs> that was good I don't know I love that whole scene but I think she's really charming in that scene and uh, Judge likes her too they all kind of like her she's cute too huh sure yeah, yeah. then the, again they kind of rapid fire they put Wilbur back on the stage and then you know Vinny again Vinny knows all this stuff right away so he puts has a sheriff call and look for a 63 Pontiac Tempest because it, you know, like Pappy said, that picture kind of just opened up his eyes to what happened. And I'm surprised Vinny was able to pick up on that, that, though. Like, he's not the car expert. Yeah, but he knows cars. Uh, he knows cars, too. That's like a really... Yes, that's very advanced. But yeah, uh, I mean, Pappy kind of went through it, and I actually wrote charges drop right off in the sunset, so... And then two guys matching the description were arrested. Yeah. Right, uh, with the 357 Magnum, and that's kind of the... That's like one of the quickest wrap-ups ever. Oh, yeah. And I think it, I love when the, like Josh mentioned earlier, when the DA is like, the state would like to drop all charges. You know, it's kind of, again, kind of charming, and he's, he's, he's almost super happy. I wish it would have ended like Greece, where their car like flies off in the sunset. That would have been awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Goes off into the yeah, sky. You're the one that I want playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just a few things before we get to yes or no's, and then trivia. I mentioned earlier about um, how this is kind of lauded for its law. Um, law lauded. It was actually the ABA Journal uh, ranked at number three on its list of 25 greatest legal movies. What's number one? 12, uh, oh. 12 Angry Men? I'm actually, yeah, I'm not quite sure. And then there's another list of the 25 greatest fictional lawyers and then, and then parentheses who are not Atticus Finch. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> and he's number 12 on that. So Nice. It's just, uh, you know, they just kind of they kind of praise him about. They actually tell people, and apparently they, they use it sometimes to, to teach people how to do stuff and how to um, just because it's more realistic. You know, not every every law movie the lawyer's crisp and every mistake they make the other lawyer just pounces on them. But they they kind of want to show that this is not exactly how it goes, and lawyers make mistakes, and there's learning curves, and it's kind of 
uglier than you see in movies like, say, Fugit Men, or I've actually never seen to Kill a Mockingbird, but apparently uh, Atticus Finch is like the biggest baller ever, so has anybody seen that movie? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. He stole the Oscar from Peter O'Toole that year, though. Should have been Lawrence of Arabia. I think everybody stole from Peter O'Toole over his lifetime. So he won Best Actor over uh, Peter O'Toole. Yeah, what's Atticus? Who played Atticus Fitch? I don't remember his name. Gregory Peck? Gregory Peck. Yeah. Mother Pecker. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess uh, we got to... Oh, one thing real quick I wanted to add. I, I know none of us are lawyers, but... You know when the prosecutor brings in Mr. Wilbur and then Joe Pesci's kind of freaking out and he goes up and he makes this whole great case. It's like the best he's talked during the whole movie about this is an expert witness and he'd love a day to, you know, gather evidence and all that stuff. And the judge is like, that's a great point. Motion denied. You know, yeah. as what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I was reading from like actual lawyers on uh, on Google and you know IMDb, and they were like, "That is just a terrible, terrible mistake that the judge could have made right there, because that is a very reasonable request, and him not giving him that 24 hours to do some research could have easily opened them up to yeah. an appeal." That's such a weird, which it's such dropped. a weird plot point because like they established that they like acknowledge the rule, like he's got to give me time, but then like over and over again, like they don't do that. And like Marissa Tomei is brought up as a surprise witness. Like, yeah. And they're supposed to be the guy, the judge says it all throughout the movie about, Oh, we're, we're strict right down to the law here. And you know, you might, well, I don't know how you do law in New York, but they don't do that here. So just kind of interesting. I mean, again, it's not a huge thing, but you know, that's something that easily could have led to an appeal that those two could have won. So anyway, let's go ahead and get to our yes or no, so I won't drag this out any longer. Uh, Why don't you go ahead and start, Pappy? Oh, uh, (laughs) it's a... (laughs) The other Pappy. I'll give it a soft yes. (laughs) Um, I I laughed a couple times. Um, I don't think this movie needs to be two hours. And like I said, it's kind of surprising that it's an Oscar-winning movie, but it's a solid comedy i think some of the the like i said some of the interplay between the characters is a little bit grating but it's like meant to be that way uh i just wish there was a little bit more heart between joe pesci and marissa Tomei that wasn't like fighting foreplay um but i'll give it a yes soft yes flaccid yes okay stevie um I enjoy this movie quite a bit. I think it's funny. Um, anytime I see it on television, I will keep it on that channel. Um, I don't seek it out all that often. You know, if it weren't for the pot, I probably wouldn't have watched it this year. But this is a yes for me. <laughs> it's highly enjoyable. This uh, is your year to break the streak. And uh, yeah, this is my year. You're welcome, Stevie. Thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, uh, this movie really makes me laugh a lot. And this is a solid movie. So I'll give it a yes. Josh? Uh, yeah, it's fun to see Joe Pesci in, an, in a role that really centers around him. Uh, I have some problems with this. I mean, I I don't care about the law aspect and if it's realistic or not. And Maybe they show this to budding lawyers, but it didn't come off all that believable to me, to be perfectly frank. Um, 
Pappy already hit on. It's a little bit too long for like the substance that's actually in it. Um, honestly, this movie is a no for me, but I'm giving it a de facto yes because I just want my Last Jedi no to sting that much more because I don't give out that many no's. So. This is a yes for me. Okay. Um, <laughs> back I'll That's a back I'll call Joe Pesci and let him know he gave him a de facto <laughs> yes on this movie. So. I'll call his wife mom, too. His wife is his mom? <laughs> no, I just... Just That's for the my... stuff that Pappy likes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Milf lesbian teen. Well, it's Al- it is Alabama, Milf teen so lesbian. maybe. Alabama, maybe. <laughs> just kidding, Alabama. We love you. Just right, this, was, this was a movie that um, gave right. me several laugh-out-loud moments, and um, you made me watch it in college, and I fell asleep by no fault of this of this movie's, and I blamed it on that for a long time like it's a pretty good movie I, I stick by my yes I'm sorry Brett that was very well, I, well why can't you just said it was a soft yes instead of saying it was a no but you're gonna give it a yes De facto. just so the Star Wars stinks that's a really more. funny so let, let the record strike that from the record let the record show that Josh gave it a soft yes and edit that other nonsense out legal talk I'm just kidding that's fine I understand um I'm definitely going to, obviously I give this a yes. It's actually one of my favorite comedies. Um, totally. I said it early on in the movie, uh, in the pod, this movie could easily lose 20 minutes. And as Stevie likes to point out, it's on TV a lot. And they take actually, I think, believe they take a lot of that stuff out. Yeah. Um, the beginning, I mean, I don't know quite how they could get rid of some of the stuff they do, but it's cause it's just a really long setup and it kind of, but yeah, they don't need to show them driving around for seven minutes before they stop at the gas station. You know, it's some fat they could have trimmed from this movie, but I don't know. I think it's great. I think Marissa Tomei's uh, awesome. I think Joe Pesci's good. Um, the prosecutor, the judge, I just think there's a lot of strong performances, and I give it a, a definite, you know, Vigo Mortensen watch it based against Ink. Solid, yes. So that's what I have to say about that. So. So I guess that makes it four yeses, three and a half, whatever you want to call it. Um, and then trivia. So it's preserved. Yikes. Preserved. It's preserved. Movie. Preserved. Hey, I, I know what the food is, obviously. Grits. Grits, al dente. Oh. Uh, it's more like five. It's like instant grits. There's a lot of, there's a lot of soft grits. yeses in there. <laughs> what does al dente mean? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> so I have a list. Cooked so as to still be firm when bitten. So this was a al dente yes for you, Brett. <clears throat> firm. There we go. Should I um, send this list on the uh, Skype message or uh, Gchat? Gchat open. Go Gchat. Okay. Send it on Twitter. Okay, so <laughs> I have nine what people would consider courtroom movies, and it's going to play Pappy's game, which is called... Sort this shit out. Yes. And we're going to go from lowest box office to highest. And I believe, I know Stevie's going to ask domestic or... Blah, blah, so I, I'm gonna, I think it's just domestic. Okay. 
Sounds good. Adjusted but, for inflation um, or not adjusted for inflation? He's doing it. He's not, doing it. Leave him be. Not adjusted for inflation. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah, there's nine right there. Um, let's see. Who won most recently? Probably Pappy. He's the, the Did king, I? So. Now, let's see. Stevie did the gray. Yeah, he did, I did South, South Park. Park last week. So Josh is probably – so Josh, go Josh, Stevie, and – uh, Pappy, you're gonna go from ten, uh, from nine to one. From last. Yes. Okay. Uh, last, I will say Michael Clayton. Incorrect. Stevie. Um, <clears throat> I will go with uh, Advocate. No, that's incorrect. Let me go ahead uh, and for the viewers, oh, let's go no, ahead and tell you the yeah. movies. Devil's Jeez. Advocate. Um, they are the Devil's. You want to go ahead, Josh? No, it's just funny because when you copy and paste it, Devil's Advocate. Oh, Devil's <laughs> is in there. Sorry, yeah, I was yeah, blocking. Yeah. I thought it just said Advocate. <laughs> What's it looks advocate? really weird. That movie didn't make any <laughs> money. Yeah, like the, the films are. I never Devil's even heard advocate. of it. I was like, oh, then the Devil's up there because Jump to Last Red is blocking Devil's. Devil's Advocate, JFK, My Cousin Bastard. Vinny. Michael Clayton, Aaron Brockovich, A Few Good Men, Exorcism of Emily Rose, Kramer vs. Kramer, and Primal Fear. Has everyone heard of all those movies? Primal Fear is one of my favorites. I haven't seen it, but that's a movie I'd always wanted to see. So it's okay. Amazing. So you said Advocate, which is uh, incorrect. Happy? I will Damn guess it. Kramer versus Kramer. Incorrect. I'll, Damn. I'll guess The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Incorrect. Sorry, this might take longer because we only have three people, but we'll give it a shot. Stevie? Uh, my Cousin Vinny. That's correct. Wow. Um, my Cousin Vinny, um, Kramer vs. Kramer. Incorrect. Damn it. My Cousin Vinny... Primal Fear. Incorrect. My cousin Vinny. Michael Clayton. Correct. Then. Exorcism. Incorrect. Uh, my cousin Vinny. Michael Clayton. Uh, Aaron Brockovich. That's incorrect. My Cousin Vinny, Michael Clayton, Primal Fear. Correct. Ooh. All right, let me make that down. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey, now. Hey. My Cousin Vinny, uh, Michael Clayton, Primal Fear. Kramer versus Kramer. Correct. Uh, my Cousin Vinny, Michael Clayton, Primal Fear, Kramer versus Kramer, uh... Devil's Advocate. Incorrect. My cousin Vinny, Michael Clayton, Primal Fear, Kramer versus Kramer, Emily Rose. Correct. Ooh. Then I will say Devil's Advocate. Correct. Then I will say Aaron Brockovich. Incorrect. Okay. Yeah, my cousin Vinny, Michael Clayton, Primal Fear, Kramer vs. Kramer, 
Exorcism of Emily Rose, Devil's Advocate. What do we even What's have left? left? Um, yes. I will say uh, Aaron Brockovich. Incorrect. My Cousin Vinny, Michael Clayton, Primal Veer, Kramer vs. Kramer, Emily Rose, Devil's Advocate, JFK. Correct. This is it. It's going to be Packer or Josh. TV's been eliminated. So now it's, sorry, now it's between A Few Good Men and... Start back over. No, wait, shit. What's it between? Woohoo! Get him rattled, Josh. Lucky snap's going. <laughs> oh, snap! And Aaron Brockovich, right? Okay. So my cousin Vinny, Michael Clayton... Primal Fear, Kramer vs. Kramer, Emily Rose, Devil's Advocate, JFK, and then I'll say um, A Few Good Men. And next movie will be picked by Happy. Aaron Brockovich. And number one. Woo-hoo. I did all the heavy lifting there. That was close. You did. Well, Happy ended up with the most, but yeah, you got it down. Did he? You got uh, Happy Did Stevie one, two, get three, any? Four, five. Stevie <laughs> got the, the original. <laughs> That's the hardest one to get. Jerry, geriatric Josh bastard. Josh got three. <laughs> geriatric bastard to keep your liver spotted hands off my mother. <laughs> is that yeah. the same person who's, as your wife? Or... <laughs> who's better? LeBron James at basketball or Pappy at spoilers trivia? Pappy. Pappy. But not Jordan, though. In the entire not infinite Jordan. universe, LeBron's not even that good at basketball. I just blew your mind. <laughs> he's he's the Ryan Johnson of directing. Hey now. Hey now. <laughs> okay, so. Pappy, are you going to pick what you sent me today? I guess. Hold on, Stevie. I guess we will uh, give Pappy a few minutes. To uh, pick a movie, think of a movie while we pick it to Spoiler Man. Twitter. Our email is podcastspoilers at gmail.com. Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcastspoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme. Our number is 903-776-4507. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, subscribe on SoundCloud or iTunes. Please don't forget to leave us a review by searching for movie spoilers, clicking on the cereal bowl, select the reviews tab, and leave us some stars and some words. Hey, we're, uh, before I uh, to give Pappy a little extra time, hey, everybody, if you want to go ahead and tell us your favorite courtroom movies, you know, Check us out on Instagram. Hey, we have a Facebook page called Spoilers Podcast. You want to check that out. But, uh, Pappy, why don't you go us and tell us what movie you're going to pick next? All right. Well, we just did our last Jedi podcast. Yes. And there's definitely some mixed emotions. So we're going to go. And, and I've been getting away with who my character, my, my steez is on this podcast, which is the 80s guy. So we're going to go with the 1984 classic (laughs) comedy science fiction film, The Ice Pirates. (laughs) As he texts the group the poster of The Ice Pirates on (laughs) (laughs) G-Chat. What the heck is that? How are we going to find this movie to watch it? 
Look at the ice tray. Is that Look Michael? at the ice tray in the upper right hand corner of the poster. Okay, so. <laughs> well, was... Brett, this is Wolftron playing underneath us. I know you like this track, right? Oh, yeah. I really, really like Wolftron. You should check her out, uh, them, her, it out. W O L F M A N. No, it's not so Wolfman. The Pirates. <laughs> Josh, will you please spell it for us, please? Because I actually really do like Wolf this. Wolftron so. on SoundCloud. Exactly okay. how you would think it'd be spelled. Cool, yeah, that's good stuff. I like. Is this a. Uh... Is this a mix between Mad Max and the Warriors? Mixed with Gremlins down there? Sorry, we're looking at the poster. Um, so, uh, yes, any, anything else we need to plug? Uh, Let's get to it. Let's get talk to about? It. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for uh, tuning in to uh, this episode of Spoilers. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Hey, now. And um, what? It's the window. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. Yeah, dude, the last just... last Jedi. Okay, so Ryan Johnson did the, like the most bastardized thing you can do, and he said, "Forget all about what once you knew. This is my story now." Dude, he was like kind of <laughs> shitting on the whole uh, Force Awakens. I felt like there's a couple lines that are, like directly kind of shitting on it. Like what? Like kill the past? Uh, <sighs> kill the past. Like you can't just blow stuff up, like and solve problems. Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's a couple other ones, but yeah, dude. I there's no way like he'll get a whole trilogy to himself. There's no way. I don't know. It's weird because like the cinema score was an A. It's got, like an eight point six on IMDb, but like the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is super low. How do they How do they judge the audience score? <laughs> That's just people like. Clicking the number of stars on a movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of weird. The movie I was at had a cinema score thing. It's like a punch card. And it's like A through F. And Ooh. it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Dude, people were so like muffled and groaning leaving the theater. No one like was like, yeah, that was awesome. Everybody was just like, Ugh. Like, it was definitely a face value. Like, I'm not so sure about that. Dude, the whole casino plotline is, like, the big problem. It's re- And, like, they're splitting up they split up the narrative and the action too much. <laughs> well, not just that, but, like, that that whole side story had no outcome on the ending whatsoever. None of them do. No one, like, succeeds in their goals at all. Like, and so... It, <sighs> That movie had so many fucking problems. It's got good parts, but it's also got problems. Puppet Yoda. How awesome was that? <laughs> We're not going to bring back CGI Yoda. We're going to use fucking Puppet Yoda. Digital puppetry. But the Porgs, man. It's all about the Porgs now. It's their story. I love them. I love them. It's their story now. You did not love them. 
I love the Porgs. They were cute. Josh is so angry. Josh is like fighting Last Jedi battles on all fronts. Somebody has to. <laughs> Someone has to defend Rose, the great character she was. Waiting on the red letter media review. So impatiently. Doesn't it feel good to get your own review out first so you know you're not copying? Yeah, I hope they copy. They're probably waiting for spoilers to release. Josh, did you give The Last Jedi a no? Hey now. 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 That was spoilers.